Hi, Jeff. Before I get you on the show, I could I could really do with some help. Yeah? What's, what's your problem? What's, what's, what's going on? Well, you know, I, I'm just not feeling very manly at the moment. I tried to grow a beard recently to, for this show, and it was a bit of a disaster. Oh, yeah. I, 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 can, I can feel your pain. Do they actually call it a, a beard in, in Great Britain, or is it called, like, here's sweet? Or I mean, I, I mean, you have all these weird names, so I just wanted to make sure that we we're saying it properly. But what you can do, you know, rub some Rogaine on your face, you know, uh, work out a lot, um, eat, eat a lot of red meat. That's what's important for you, Ian, is to eat a lot, a lot of red meat, especially bacon. Well, thanks for that, Jeff. I look forward to having you on the show. All right, sounds good. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. I'm so excited to be here for episode nine. And you'll be able to find this at iag.me forward slash nine. Now today, as ever, this podcast is sponsored by my friends at content10x.com. They are the experts in content repurposing. They provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. So they'll take your live video and repurpose that into a plethora of different content out there to explode across the internet, saving you time and building your business. As well as that, they also have an awesome blog and podcast with great advice on all things repurposing. So do check out content10x.com and I thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. So I'm really excited today because finally I have my first guest. Yay! And this is none other than my good friend, Jeff C. Now, Jeff is a visual marketing consultant specializing in Pinterest, Instagram, and video. He is also head beard at Manly Pinterest Tips, where he is the creator and host of the Manly Pinterest Tips show. Jeff is also on the social team at Social Media Examiner. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Ian. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me be your first guest. I am very honored. I'm very honored. Well, I couldn't think of anyone more fitting than you, Jeff. Well, I thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So just before we started recording the podcast, we were kind of reminiscing a little bit on how we first met. You know, have you got any thoughts on that? We we mentioned Google Plus of all things. Yeah, yeah. It's gone now, but that was Mm. the place to be. And so I I probably cut my teeth there. I remember making my first comment on Google Plus and somebody responding. And I'm like, oh, my God, because I was never one of those who back in the day did like bulletin boards or, you know, I was very uh, much a lurker. And I remember getting on there and then um, I got it was kind of the Wild West days back then. I got in with some really great people like you and Peg Fitzpatrick, Mike Alton, Rebecca Radis. And some of those are, are big names now in the industry. And um, and and then live video was taking off. People are doing these Google Plus Hangout shows. And it was this was I mean, this was way before Facebook. I mean, to be honest, I think Google really dropped the ball <laughs> because they had all this stuff way before Facebook. Uh, had it. Um, we were doing shows. I remember actually I went with a guy named Ronnie Bencer and we went to South by Southwest and we got to interview Guy Kawasaki and we were doing it on a mobile phone, which was unheard of with live video before. We had this stuff 
duct tape to a big boom pole with like old speakers hooked up so people could hear back in, in the Google Plus thing. And it was just this jury rig thing. But we were like one of the first ever to do live mobile video using a mobile phone. And we did it at South by Southwest and got to interview Guy Kawasaki. So it was like the Wild West kind of days back then. But that's what you and I both kind of cut our teeth on <laughs> is was Google Plus and the live video back then. I know, it's kind of funny because we think of live video as a very recent thing with Facebook Live and Instagram right. Live. But yeah, I mean, Google was leading the way really with this technology. It was very much Google Hang Hangouts on Air was very much a technology way ahead of its right. time. And that was potentially one of the big problems with it, that it just there wasn't the, the number of people going live with it. Yes, there was a small community of us, but it was kind of a way ahead of its time. Yeah, it was. And so um, that's how I started doing my stuff. And, and just like you're doing now, um, I actually was doing video and I would turn it into a podcast. One, because I was lazy. I wanted something that I could do and do it once and do have all bunch of different things. And so it, back then I'd even done my show, the Manly Pinterest Tip show started out the same way as I do a live show and I'd rip the audio off and, and make it a podcast. So, yeah, so it's, I think the good thing, yes, it was ahead of its time, but it also kind of got us a little bit ahead of the curve with a lot of people mm. because a lot of the, the things that you and I both learned back in the Google Plus days, we were easily able to translate that to all the new live video technologies and all the different platforms that we have now, being able to go live on you know Facebook and then Periscope was the next one kind of out of the gate after Google Plus and, uh, you know, and now we can go live almost on it and now even on LinkedIn, some of the, us who have the ability – LinkedIn, if you're listening, you know, I would, I would really like to be able to have that. But um, anyway, so I mean, yeah, so almost every platform now has live video. But the stuff we learned back then, I think, really mm -hmm. did translate well to the stuff that we, we we're doing now. Well, I'm going to come back to to Google Plus Hangouts on it, it just after this. I just wanted to, for people listening who have not heard of Jeff C, apparently there are a few people in the world who have not heard of you. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, how would you, you know, this this whole Manly Pinterest Tips brand and uh, is kind of mm -hmm. very, will be very interesting to people who've never heard of you. Now, how did you get started in all of this? Can you give us a like, brief history of how you got started in this world and how you came to set up this whole Manly Pinterest Tips brand? Well, it started all the way back on Google+. Plus. So I did a... Um I wrote a blog post. I started doing, telling my clients, because I was building websites at the time. I said, well, you need to be on the social media thing. And I said, well, I better get on social media if I'm telling my clients to. So I did that, started a blog. And I heard from, uh, it was actually Social Media Marketing World's podcast, uh, talking about how Pinterest and Cynthia Sanchez was on there talking about how it drove traffic to her site. And I said, well, I ought to try this. And so I did. I wrote a blog post called Manly Pinterest Tips Number One. And it was how I shared a secret board with my daughter. And it really took off. And everybody loved it. And it did really well. And so they said, well, why don't you do a Google Plus show? And so I had four other guys who had way more followers than I did. But Mike Alton was one of them, uh, who's you know friends of ours. Uh, and we had this show. And we were able to interview people like Guy Kawasaki. We interviewed people who, like the the producer of Pretty Woman and Under Siege. And all these, It, it because we were doing live video, it opened up all these doors and I, and that's how it all started. And I relaunched it as a, a, my own show, just myself doing it. And I said, well, you know what, if I'm going to try this, it takes about a, a year to grow a good beard. So I'll try this thing for a year. And if it doesn't work, I can always just shave it off. Well, that was like four and a half, five years ago. And so <laughs> I can't shave now. It's my brand. So I'm stuck with this big hairy monstrosity <laughs> on my face. But that's the story. 
of how Manly Pinterest Tips got started, and that and being and doing that led to me being uh, interviewed on Social Media Examiner, which led to me being teaching them on their summit, and then speaking for the past four years at Social Media Marketing World, and also being on their social team, helping run a lot of their visual accounts, and like I said, their their live video. So that's that's me in a nutshell. So that's cool. Well, run away, run away. <laughs> if you're scared. So if you obviously if you're listening to the podcast, you will not be able to see how impressive Jeff's beard is. So you'll just have to <laughs> check out Jeff. He's, imagine. Well, yeah. imagine, of course. And you could just go to iag.me forward slash nine, and we'll have all the show notes, including Jeff's impressive beard there as well. But I was, yeah, you said it takes takes about a year to grow a beard. But I, I wonder, does it take right. a year to grow a show to to grow a live video show? Or well, you know what it's. You, you had all that experience back in the day with Google Plus, but, uh, you know, with Google Hangouts on air. But what was your experience in terms of growing a show, growing a live video show? Everything is, it's all about consistency. I mean, whatever platform you're on, whatever you're doing, if you're trying to do YouTube, you're trying to do anything, it's about showing up every day. And when, and I'm sure you've told, and I've heard you say it too, uh, when you've done speaking events and things like that, it's like, when you first go and do a live, no one's going to be there. <laughs> there's just, there's, it, you're going to be talking to no one because everybody starts at zero. It just, it's just the way it is. And so it's just showing up every day. And I don't know if it took, took a year or not, it, but it was very, I was very consistent on on showing up every time and and sharing it out and it, it you know there's I think Chris Brogan says something about yeah it took me you know 10 years to be an overnight success and it's just it's the same thing you know with that saying where when's the best time the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago or today so that's kind of I, I think it's the same thing is that um, if you haven't started yet don't be discouraged it's you know, you're going to start with zero, just like everybody else, but start and be inconsistent and continue to move forward. And if you're, if you do that, you, I believe that you will find success, but most people, and, and I, I want to applaud you because you said, you know, you said first, you said it was seven episodes, but now oh, it was no, there's nine episodes you've done of this. Well, most podcasts stop after the seventh episode. So you've already gone o- over the hump. So congratulations on that. And that's part <laughs> of the thing. I mean, is being consistent, I mean, is really, really important and doing this every week. It's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's hard to find guests. It's hard to find topics. But showing up every week and being consistent, that's where you get growth from. And there's there's really not a shortcut to it. I totally agree with you. And it, and it is hard at the beginning because you, you don't tend to get very many viewers. I mean, I remember when I first started live video, I, I got zero. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you... you you get the opposite problem. Sometimes you'll get zero, but maybe you'll get hundreds and hundreds and that will freak you out. So whatever you do with live right. video, it's going to freak you out. And <laughs> I, I, I wanted to share a little story with you. So you may not have known this, but back in the day of, of Google Hangouts on air, I saw you and I saw quite a few other people going live and I kind of wanted to join in on the fun, but I just remember being so nervous about it. And I remember very clearly my first, when I was invited on as a guest, uh, onto a Google Hangouts on air. I actually can't remember who whose show it was, but I remember going on as a guest and I was absolutely petrified. I, I, I don't know why, because now, although I still get nervous, it's right. nowhere near like that. And mm. so I just wonder, you know, can you, do you remember a time when you, when you were first went on, when you were nervous and, and do you still get nervous today? Because I know this is one of the big barriers that people have with live video. It's this pressing that button, showing their faces on the camera to 
people that they don't know because you can't see the audience with live video. <laughs> right. And so I come from a speaking, even from high school and stuff, and it's really hard because you don't get the feedback. You don't get the, like the audience. You can't build off the energy. So it is very, very hard to talk to a camera. And that's why when I did it, I started with interview shows. I never did, and I still mostly don't ever do one-off shows where it's just me talking. It's mostly... I have a guest to hide behind where I can actually ask questions. And that was a lot easier for me to do. And so that's what I gravitated to what, you know, I, I would do. Um, you ask, I get nervous every time. I got nervous before this show, make sure all my tech is working. I still get butterflies every time. And I think I always will. I hope I do because I think that that means that I, this matters to me. And so if you feel like you're going to get nervous every time, you probably are. I mean, yeah, I just think that there's um, – I get nervous every time. Even with social media examiner stuff and doing shows every week, I just do. And I've just learned that that's, that's part of the process, getting ready as I'm going to get nervous, get a little anxious, and then just kind of have to push through that. Uh, funny story you asked when I went live for the first time. So I had started – I relaunched my show. I was going to – and it was my first guest. I had called in all my chits, I, you know, all my the, – the favors I had with people. And I was able to get, to get Guy Kawasaki – for my first guest on my show, my, my solo show. And I was really nervous because I tried to do the tech and all stuff. And so I had a, uh, like a water bottle like this one and we were getting ready to go live. Guy was on waiting. And if you don't know who guy was, he used to, he was a chief evangelist for Apple. So he was a big get for me. And I was, I went to, I had this, I took a drink of water and I tightened it up and I went and I hit, I just kind of moved it and I hit the edge of my desk and I, bonked it right here at the bottom the entire bo the bottom dropped out and all the water went into my lap so i'm sitting there my very first show interviewing guy kawasaki with a wet crotch so if you ever watch that episode you can tell by the look of my face that not very comfortable um but yeah so that's the other point i want to make sure on live video stuff is going to happen you are never going to have a perfect show. Some tech thing will not work right. A light will go out. Somebody's internet connection will, will mess up. It, it, you just have to go and expect problems because they're going to happen. And it's very rare where you have a show that goes perfectly. And so, so take that. You may end up with a wet crotch. I'm just saying that could happen too. But just be be ready, and that's just stuff happens. And you just every every you talk to any live show producer or um, host, they'll have stories like that too. It just it just is the way it happens. Uh, I had for the first time ever last month, we had storms go through middle of like my third show that I was doing with Tailwind. The power goes out <laughs> completely. I mean, and I'm like, and they're like, where do you go? And I'm like frantically reboot. Luckily, I was able to. I had some backups in place, and I was able to reboot after about five minutes and continue the show. But I've never had that happen before. I don't ever want it to have it again. But I mean, what are you going to do? You just kind of have to go on. Uh, so those things happen. They certainly do. I think we've all had those experiences. Uh, we've, we've got a, a couple of live live comments here. We've got Mark always in the house. So Mark, if if uh, you're still here, let us know what you think. Have a, you had any tech disasters? Uh, because I'm sure you have. And we, I think often we learn from those problems, yeah. from, from those mistakes. You know, I've over the years, I've developed my own checklist of things. And those that checklist that I, I always go before I go live has come as a result of all the disasters I've had. Like, for example, the internet stopping or uh, maybe I'm losing my voice or it could be something like that or I forget what I'm going to say. 
I mean, it could be the tech, it could be the content, right. it could be, you know, a number of different things. Have you, have you got like a, a checklist or something that you go through before you go live, you know? And also, how are you so consistent? Because that consistency is such a problem, either from a tech point of view, but also from that confidence point of view as well. Yeah, so uh, tech's point of view, I do have a checklist I go through. And so what's really crazy with both the Tailwind show, and that's that's one where I'm hosting and I'm producing it at the same time. So, And we go live to three different places. We, so we go live to YouTube, uh, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. And so there's a lot of buttons to press and a lot of things to monitor. Now, I when you're first getting started, I suggest not doing that because that's a lot of – that's just you're compounding the things that could go wrong. So start with one platform and go on there. Uh, so I have a checklist for all that stuff. Like I'm, I go every pre-show. I mean, I start, uh, I test every stream before I go. So I start before the show goes live. I'm probably on 45 minutes before making sure all the streams working, everything's going right to Facebook because things just mess up. And so you try to minimize that as much as possible. So I have a checklist I do. The other thing is for confidence for, for me is um, since I do interview shows, and this is one of the things that the reason I love live video and you you brought up somebody's comment just a minute ago, that's the only reason I think we should be doing live video. If, you, if whatever platform you're using, this is my opinion, that you have to have a way to bring up comments because people want to see you you interact with them and it is the best way for anybody to other than standing beside each other and talking at a conference or something the best way to interact and, and get to know each other and them to get to know you is by bringing up those comments and talking but what i do um when like when i got started and i didn't have a lot of live viewers bringing up comments uh, i had when i was interviewing my guests i would have 10 questions pre-done that i had ready for me that in case we didn't get any comments because i want to answer comments first but if there wasn't any that I would have those to fall back on. And so I wasn't just relying on comment, like starting a show and just like, let's see what's going on. That that doesn't work for me. I have questions that I have that are that are ready to use to ask. If you were like on my show, I would have like, so what got you started? How did you, you know, I have kind of some standard ones, but then I also try to really uh, craft those for my guest. And I just have those ready. And I, I just, it's a rule that I have. I have mm -hmm. 10 questions for every show. I may not use those, but sometimes I do, depending on how many comments I get. But that helps me with my confidence when I go live. That is such an important tip. Tip. I mean, it, it's quite simple, but it's something that so often we forget. And there's nothing worse than going live and particularly if you have a guest and you mm -hmm. you kind of lose track of what you're saying and you end up waffling and it's it can be very very boring so yeah i mean having some questions beforehand having some right. comments because you may not have any comments from live live people particularly at the start and there are loads of tools out there that can help you know there's be live is mm -hmm. is great you can actually pre create those comments or, or titles on there and, and the same with ecamm live and and streamyard and and loads of other tools out there so it's not complicated to do that, but make sure that you have those comments. And I love that thing about bringing in a guest. Bringing in a guest is so much easier than doing it on your own. I, I tell you, the first eight episodes were just me on my own. <laughs> and I was thinking, it's hard, it's hard. And I did that deliberately, but I wouldn't recommend that for people just starting out because it's it's pretty scary. I was going to add another tip that I that I did when I first got started too, is when you don't have those people showing up, um, what I, I took a tip from when I was, when I was, when I would do magic, you know, a lot of times, a lot of magic tricks work on preceding the audience. You kind of have your own little people in there to make it look like you're really fabulous, but it's, they're really plants. And so I would have plants in my live show. So I would ask three or four friends mm -hmm. that I could count on and say, can you please 
come to my show and can you ask this and this and this question because I think it would be really good for my guest or whatever. So I would kind of do plants where it would look like, but they were already set up. I already had people said, I want you to ask this question during the show. And there's nothing wrong with that. That just helps the congregation get started. But that's another tip that you may, if you're just getting starting out, um, is that, okay, I'm going to have, I want to have some interaction. And so I'm going to have my mom show up or whoever, you know, (laughs) to come watch my show and ask some questions. And and there's nothing wrong. I mean, I remember asking, I probably even asked you when I first got started. I know Mike Alton did that for me and, and Elisa did, Elisa Meredith. And so, um, there's no, there's no shame in planning people in your audience. No, you don't have to wear the cone of shame when you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's really, really good. And so if you have a, so it could be friends, it could be family. If you have a VA, you can get them in mm-hmm. and, and you can even get a VA to, to help manage your comments as well. So, right. because one of the, one of the challenges I think is when you're doing the show yourself, when you're actually interviewing somebody, you're also producing it and you're also having to manage those comments at the same time. And that can be quite challenging. So, and actually I've neglected some of uh, our commenters. So uh, just to say, Mark Orr, going back to TV broadcasters, he says that even live TV broadcasters have issues. Uh, so, true. Mark also says, I've gone live a couple of times when I've forgotten to put my mic on. And I think, I don't know about you, I've done, definitely done that. And people cannot hear anything that I'm saying. Yeah, I've had I've had problems where, I, you know, or the guest has had the wrong mic. I, I remember one time, and it was my fault because I should have told the guest before, but they had one of those iPhone mics um, that would have, you know, had the mic down that hangs down a little bit. And she had a bunch of jewelry on. And so, and she, and she was a fidgeter and she fidgeted and it sounded like, you know, a, a war was going on or a thunderstorm and it was horrible. And I couldn't tell because I wasn't monitoring her. I was just, we were just having a conversation, but it was like, I mean, it was, it was horrible. So, uh, and you know, those are things you just learn from. You're like, okay. The other thing is, is I remember I did it. I always try to test if they're not used to doing live video and, and they're new to it, always do like a, you kind of want to pre, you know, get them ready, kind of a pre-launch thing, kind of an onboarding. And I had a lady on and she tested it. It was great and everything. And we're like, you know, this, this works great. Well, then when the show came, she, she called from a different location. And I'm like, but we tested for that one. And so I'm very clear now when I do my onboarding, I'm like, okay, we need to test that where you're going to be at for the live show. Because I guess it wasn't clear enough that way. And so you, you just learn those things as you do them. That's a really good tip. So I, I've actually got a document that I send out to all my guests. So I will be sending out to all my guests and ask them just to, you know, check their speed, make sure they've got the right software and stuff. But mm-hmm. I have not put, make sure you're in the same location. So that's a really good tip. <laughs> you, you'd think that it would be kind of obvious, but it's not. So you just no. want to make sure. No, that's true. Uh, Bonnie Frank is here. Hi, Bonnie. It's great to have you watching. If you've got hey, any, any thoughts, any questions... Let, let let us know in the comments. So yeah, um, if people are getting started, you've you've mentioned not necessarily doing it on your own, bringing in, in a guest. You know, have, have you got any tips for people who have not yet pressed that broadcast that start live button, or maybe they have but it's not gone that well? You know, what what would you say are some tips for people to just getting started? How would you how would they get moving? So one of the things that's really hard and it's really hard to do the uh, kind of train yourself. I remember when I first went live, one guy in the comments like, why isn't he looking at me? Because he was, <laughs> and so, because you're you're trying to monitor the comments, you're trying to do all this sort of stuff. And so if this is the way I'm looking at my screen right now, and you can tell that I'm not looking at you, I'm looking at my screen. So I used to put a sticky note that had a big arrow that would point to my camera. 
uh, and I would use when I first got started, I just used my camera on my iPad, on my iPhone, uh, not my iPhone, but on my uh, iMac. And then I eventually went to a Logitech. And now I go, it's even higher to I have a Canon M50 that I use to, to stream this with. But I have to train myself to use the, the screen because I'm not looking at myself. I'm not looking at Ian when he puts on the screen. I'm looking straight into the camera. And that's a thing that you just have to build up kind of a habit for. It's, it's kind of muscle memory now for me. But I for I mean, for years, I had a big arrow that would point up to the camera so I would be looking people in the eye. Now, when I'm running a show and not being interviewed like I am here, I am looking around and like, oh, you know, Bonnie Frank has a comment and and then but then I go right back to the screen. So, it's okay to look down for a while, but what you when you first start, you're so into it and you're watching your guest and you're looking at what's going on and you're trying to read the comments, you're really doing a disconnect from your audience. So, just by training yourself to be going up and going, you know, da 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 da, da. I, you know, hey, Bonnie's got a comment. Let me read that to you real quick. And then you go down like this, but then you go right back up and looking them into the eye. So when you're looking right into the camera, you're looking at them in the eye, and that makes a huge difference for interactivity. It's huge for when you repurpose your video later because it looks like you're really, you know, having a conversation and you're interacting with those people. And like right now when I'm doing that, I can't see Ian, but I can see him nodding. So I know he's interacting with me. And so you just kind of train yourself to have that peripheral vision of what's going on around you. So that's that's one of my biggest tips that took me a long time to learn. But yeah, there's no shame in sticking sticky notes all over your computer screen at all. And I love the way that is so low tech. Yeah. I think it, I think it was you that you mentioned that to me and, and recommended the idea of putting arrows pointing into your webcam. So I did that. And it probably took me a whole month to rewire my brain to stop looking at myself because right. we're hardwired as human beings to look at other human humans as well, right. even if it's ourselves. And it's not that we're narcissists right. and, and looking right. lovingly at right. our own faces. Right. It's just that's the way we are. So that's such, such a helpful tip. So definitely recommend that. Even if you're using a phone you can do the same mm-hmm. thing because quite often with with the front cameras they're very very tiny so actually look getting a little sticker that points into that would be a really good idea wouldn't yeah you and i learned that from peg fitzpatrick so like when even when she we were doing a selfie she'll go the camera's here and she'll point to it like with her finger she'll go right here here's the camera and so she'll just subtly doing that that's way because you always have those people who are looking at the wrong direction like in the selfie and there you're looking right at it. I do that all the time. And so just by yeah. saying, hey, look, right here, look right here. This is where the camera is. And because my, my parents, I have to do that with all the time. I'm like, guys, it's right here. Look at my thumb. Look at my thumb. That's where it's at. And so, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things you do. And and the sticky note thing is really – I still have one over on my computer to remind me to press record because I always forget to hit record to record like the audio of a show or something. And so that always reminds me to do that as well. So, yeah, I still use that method a lot. No, that's great. So what tech did you start with when you when you first started going live? And I suppose this is could be with Google Hangouts. It could be with Facebook Live. And what are you using today? And, and just tell us how you kind of progressed from one to the other. And and also just to kind of say to people, would you say it was a good idea to, if you started with what you currently have, or do you think it was good to start off with something a little bit more simple? So um, what I, I, the simplest, go live, just, you know, press the button, go live. That's the biggest thing. The, I started with my iMac camera that was right on there and I had no background. It would just go straight to as like a window. If you go look at some of the early Manly Pinterest tips videos, you'll see it. Uh, had a baby beard. And So, but the biggest thing that I started with, so people will forgive poor video. They will not forgive poor audio. 
And so the first thing before you invest in a new camera or anything like that, I would invest in a good microphone. So I just recently upgraded to Heil was kind enough to give me their PR40, which is amazing microphone that I think you use as well. But for a long time, I used like a, it was like a hundred dollar Yeti Pro. Yeah. It's a blue Yeti is what I use. And I use that right up until this one. I mean, I use it all the time, but it was, it was a nice condenser microphone. It sounded really good. I could use it for multiple things. So the first thing I would get would be a good microphone because that makes the difference is people hearing you. They'll forgive the, the poor pixelated video, but they won't on audio. And you can do stuff with your phone. Your phone most of the time has a good enough audio on it that you can do. And there's some really cheap mics. And I'm sure Ian has links to all the, the, the mics that he recommends for going that way on a phone. But um, that's what I started with. And then I upgraded to the Logitech C920, which was a great webcam and still a pretty decent webcam for a lot of people. Then I upgraded. I use that for years. And then I upgraded to the uh, Brio, which is another great camera for um, uh, it's by Logitech. It's another it's a it's a 4K camera that plugs right in and it's a webcam. And then just recently I upgraded to what you're seeing now, which is the Canon M50, which is a DSLR that goes in and I'm able to, you know, use it and have kind of that blurry background. And the background I did, I just, it's Home Depot. Um, it's stuff I got barn siding, hinged it together and went to Hobby Lobby and got a bunch of signs. And that's my background and it's been my background for years. I've got more comments on that goofy background than probably anything else that I've done. So, but those are, that's how I started. That's how I progressed with my tech, you know, the soundboard, I just upgraded to the Rodecaster Pro, which is kind of the, their newest soundboard, but, um, you don't have, I mean, it's been a gradual and I got lights that I've, you know, these lights that I have, they're like, they're the Elgato key lights is what they are. And so, I mean, it's great. You don't have to go out crazy all at once. So you start small and you just do it. It's, it's more important for you to be consistent than to have all the tech. Because people will interact with you, and that's what you're wanting to build up with. You're wanting to to get people to talk with you on these live videos and bring up their comments on screen. That is so important. And th just the last comment with that is we've had people at Social Media Examiner and in some other shows we've done that we put their comment on, their, on the screen, and they'll actually screen capture that and post it to Instagram. That's how important it is to people. They love to see their comments and their avatars on screen. So when you start able to do that consistently – Boy, that'll just explode, I think, your growth and uh, your interactivity. I love that. So yeah, just start simply. Go with the audio is is the most important thing. And yeah, there's so many of us started with the Blue Yeti. Uh, we've got uh, Bonnie Frank here says that she used the Blue Yeti for her first 2,000 live streams. So, and I, yeah, it's a great mic. It's it's really good. I think one of the things it gets some bad press with is is the fact that people put it too far away and put the gain up, and you, it's very sensitive microphone. So make sure you set it up correctly. But it's it's really good. You don't need any any fancy microphones, which is great. We've also got Laurie Williams here. Hi, Laurie. Great to have you here. What software would you do you use at the moment in terms of live stream and what have you used over the years? What, what do you like and what do you know? What don't you like? They all have uh, plus and minuses. Um, so I'm a big fan of uh, when I, I used, I thought when BeLive came out, it was great. You know, back in the day, I used the Google Hangouts. Uh, if you're on a Mac, Ecamm is wonderful. Their camera, for some reason, their camera always looks gorgeous, whatever they're using software wise. Um, if you're on a Mac, it's the way to go because you can pull, and all these can you can pull up comments with. Um, for what I use now for all my shows is vMix. And the reason I love vMix, and that's only for PC, 
it, it does a really it, it's so custom i can make everything custom i can really uh it has some great software features it's very expensive but it it does everything that i need it to do um i can pull up comments i can you know, do screens i can have videos playing but it's and i and the other cool thing for me is it records every camera separately because i have a really powerful streaming computer that I have just for streaming, I'm able to capture everybody's camera and that makes it really easy for me to remix. And so that's why I use vMix to remix all my stuff. So, but uh, Wirecast is a great thing also because Wirecast lets you do that with PC and Mac. And it also is one of the only ones that lets you use um, for the new um, LinkedIn Live. So they're all, they all have pluses and minuses. The key is to use one. The, the great beginner one is like uh, either Ecamm for Mac or BeLive works with both. So those are some options for you. What are your, what are your favorites, Ian? Yeah, well, I, I just wish there was one perfect solution. And I, I totally agree with you that they've all got their pros and cons. You know, I, I, I love Ecamm Live. It works really well on, on the Mac. But for people who are just starting off, I agree. Like BeLive or StreamYard mm-hmm. is a pretty good one too. I mean, they're, they're, they're just... When you're first starting, I think just start off with something that's really simple. And even before that, just go live from your phone right. uh, just to keep things simple. But then over time, you can you can level things up and go for the more complicated stuff. So I think for me, at some point, I definitely want to play with vMix, but I'm currently, ma- uh, my main computer is a Mac. So mm, yeah. that's a bit of a problem when it comes to vMix, obviously. That's, that's I mean, I, I bought the, the PC just for the reason to use vMix yeah. because of the recording. Now, yeah, Ecamm... That's what I believe what we're using right now, right? Ecamm Live, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. an incredible software if you if, if you have a Mac. Uh, I really highly re- recommend that too. And and all of them train yourself to bring up comments. That's the thing that you want to be able to do is you want to bring up comments and put stuff on the screen and be interactive. The more you can be interactive and answer questions of your clients and your your community or whatever it is, the better your live video is going to be and the faster you'll see growth. Great. That's really, really good to know. So we've got Tim Son here who says, who's a bit of love for StreamYard. He says, hi guys, I love using StreamYard. We use it on the Tim and Jim show. So let us know what it is about StreamYard that you like. So just a couple more questions before we finish. Uh, And one of them is, I think this is a question that gets asked a lot, which is, how do you get more people watching? We've we've touched on that, but you know, when you're starting off, you may get zero, you may get a few, but over time, I know the consistency is important, but have you got any other tips for people to increase the number of people viewing? Because it can be a little bit depressing. You've done this for a while and you're not getting many people watching. Yeah, so what I would say is, and I learned this from Luria Petrucci, is that be very personable. So when you first get on, you want to go, hey, everybody, thanks for joining uh, the Jeff C. Show. Hey, I see that Jim's in the audience. Jim, I know it's your birthday, and I want to say, you know, happy birthday to you because, I mean, I, you know, you're an old guy now, and so we just want to say happy birthday. Oh, and I see that, um, you know, Marianne's in the audience. She asked a great question last last week, and I didn't have a great answer for it, but I do uh, today, and we're going to get into that during the show. So uh, making sure we you stick around because she did ask a really great question, and uh, I'm going to give you a really great answer. So what I did just there is I – you 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 acknowledge people in the audience. You you recognize people who show up every time uh, on your on your on your show um, because if you start doing consistency, you'll see regulars show up. Those are your super fans. Those are the people who are going to share out your show and are going to share it out on Twitter and who really love your content and will probably buy your product eventually. All that stuff. So 
if you see them, acknowledge them, acknowledge them. And if they have a question, you know, really like, hey, hey, that was a great question, Ian. I, I'm really glad you asked that. And, and if you don't know the answer, there's no problem in saying, you know, that's a great question. I don't know uh, the answer to that question about Pinterest. But you know what? I'm going to ask some people who I know really specialize in, in doing that. And I will get back to you next week or I'll even, you know what? I'll drop it in, in in the comments afterwards. So ask your question in the comments and I'll make sure to, to follow up with that and make sure you and then then you want to go ahead and do that. And so um, the more you can interact with people, the more you can be a service and make them the hero of the show and not it's the Jeff C show, but it's, I'm all about you guys and serving you. That's where you're going to see the, the, you know, to get those people on quicker and really see uh, growth that way. I love that. Yeah. So if you're going on a live show because you want it to all be about yourself, that's that's not the best way. That's It's going to end in disaster for you. It's all about your audience. It's all about putting spotlights on them and making them feel loved. And that is such an important thing to re be reminded of. So thanks for that, Jeff. Multicasting. So do you want to explain what that is? You've kind of already mentioned a little bit about it before. Mm -hmm. What is multicasting? You've mentioned that it's not a good thing to for beginners. What are the pros and what are the cons with multicasting? And, and can you give us a brief overview of your setup on how you do that? Yeah, so multicasting is, so you go live and you are able to stream out to multiple places. So like for the Social Examiner show and the Tailwind show that I help produce, we go out to Twitter, Facebook, and, and YouTube. Yeah. And so they go all out, out at once. That's really great. You're covering a lot of things because some people watch on one platform and some people don't and watch on another. So you're covering a big audience. The problem is, is the comments, which I have been talking about in this entire show, how important it is to interact with people and all that stuff. It is really hard. There is not a really good solution anywhere yet where you can pull in comments from every place and put it on screen. VMix does a pretty good job. You can pull it in from YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, uh, but it can get a little bit unmanageable sometimes. So it's really hard. So that's why I suggest when you're first getting started, just do one platform because you can really build up a community and uh, talk with people there. That's that's kind of the pluses and the downfalls of live streaming. If you're just getting started, don't do it. I <laughs> just don't do it right away because there's it there's so many things that can go wrong. For some reason YouTube stream won't be working or for some reason Periscope you have to authorize it and it didn't work this time and all the there's a lot of moving pieces and when you're first getting starting it can be really overwhelming. So just go live on Facebook or or on if you're just going to do Instagram live whatever just pick a platform where your audience you think is going to be the most interactive on and go live there. I think it's great to do uh, but most of your comments are going to come from one place anyway, and so it's just better to focus on one of those. But when you get big and you're, you're like what I'm doing for System Examiner and Tailwind, it makes sense for us because we want to cover a biggest you know percentage of users as we can. So true. Yeah, it's so easy to miss those comments, and I've certainly had that problem before. And and the tech can go wrong. Yeah. We, I mean, I was multicasting to LinkedIn Live and Facebook because of LinkedIn still being LinkedIn Live being quite new. It just ended up being a bit of a problem. So I've decided not to for the time being. And and I think it's a lot easier. It's it, You can focus on that one audience and do what you said before and be human and, and interact with those people, which is really cool. So yeah, Bonnie Bonnie says in the comments, she says she, use, uh, she says that Ecamm, Mac only, StreamYard, Mac or PC, and BeLive's, BeLive are super easy. I think the visual quality of Ecamm and StreamYard are great. I, so I think the visual visual thing is, is really, really important. And Tim also says that uh, he loves 
the StreamYard's stability and the owner is so helpful. Totally agree with you there. He's great. He has a, built an amazing community and they do uh, weekly uh, town hall on uh, on YouTube and Facebook. So yeah, d- totally, totally agree with you there. So we probably should end it there. Just any kind of final tips before we end it, end the show on live video. Yeah, I, I mean, watch Ian's stuff. He gives great advice, the stuff that he does for warm-ups. And uh, I have some video from London that I'm going to have to put up that's pretty funny of Lee and, uh, Ian showing us how to warm up and doing vocal exercises, which I think is very important because it you remember when you come on live, you are bringing the energy to everybody. And so you do want to have that, you know, that, that kind of energy that you don't want to be crazy, but you want to, you know, have some energy because that's who they're watching is you. And the other thing is just get started. Just, um, just you know, go live on your phone if you've never done it before. Go live uh, in like go to your own private profile on Facebook so nobody can see you. Practice there. Get used to some of the tech, uh, and listen to Ian because he's got. I mean, he's got tons of great ideas and and tips on how to go live and be confident at it. That's the biggest thing is the confidence part. The tech stuff anybody can learn, but the confidence stuff is where you can really struggle. And Ian does a great job in um, teaching you tips and techniques to get over yourself a little bit thanks and the checks in the post by the way jeff yeah. uh so <laughs> That's good. I was to say, what's the post oh you mean the mail gotcha in the, the mail the checks UK in the mail thing. sorry okay, yeah, yeah it's a uk thing well, like, <laughs> what can i say so how can people find out a little bit more about you jeff i know you have scattered yourself across the interwebs and the social medias where's the best place for people to check you out and connect with you yeah i'm jeff c and that's uh, i before e especially in c that's s-i-e-h is how you uh, spell it i'm everywhere across the interwebs and they can always find me at manly pinterest tips where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time i feel like i'm on your podcast i know it's great it's great that's wonderful well thanks jeff it's been great to have you on as my first ever guest on the show. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again very soon. So thanks, Jeff. That'd be awesome. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Hi, Jeff. Before I get you on the show, I could really do with some help. Oh, I know. I know you you, you don't feel very manly right now, uh, Ian. But, uh, oh, when you get home, we'll, we'll, we'll do something manly outside. Like, you know, have a spot of tea or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> That's my Helen impression. That was br- That was brilliant. Thank you.